Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you. On a Monday morning, thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip through the drive-thru or the walk-up window at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or Brupolo in Tupelo. And, of course, if you can't make it here, you can always have it there. Wherever it is you are, you can have Strange Brew Coffee. You just got to go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. And get it delivered right to your door, including the brand new K-Cups, which are just the most popular thing that they've ever done up there at Strange Brew Coffee. So if you've got a Keurig, no reason to miss out on Strange Brew Coffee. You can have it delivered right to your door. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. We are just, what now, two weeks and five days, I think, is the date until the return to Duty Noble. Don't do it in those old in that old gear. Go by College Corner and pick yourself something up new and something nice. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're original by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell, or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Whatever it is you're looking for, maroon and white, they've got it at College Corner. Humble Taco, there's just something going on there every single day of the week, and most of those days, even if there's not a special running, which there usually is, but if there's not, there's still great Mexican food like you can't find anywhere else. Handcrafted margaritas, homemade uh, tacos, burritos, nachos, and a lot of other great stuff. Whatever kind of eaters you have in your family, if you've got people doing gluten-free, if you've got people doing keto, if you've got vegetarians, whatever it is you're looking for, there's something on the Humble Taco menu to serve you. So next time you're in Starkville or next time you know, you're looking for something different for dinner but something delicious, make sure you make a trip to Humble Taco. They make it so quick and easy for you at Firehouse Subs with their app. All you've got to do is place your order, and you can go by and pick up your sandwich within a matter of minutes, and then you're going to be piling up reward points every time you order on the Firehouse Subs apps. There's locations in Starkville, Columbus, Tupelo, Oxford, Madison, and Flowood. Lots of places around the state to grab lunch, but none of them make it any easier for you than they do at Firehouse Subs. Before Robbie and I start talking about this weekend, I got, a, I got an apology to make. This is not a correction. This is an apology. So I got a text, or I guess we got a tweet uh, Friday morning that, hey, you read the wrong stats. On, on the Friday show previewing Texas Tech. And I looked, and the guy was absolutely correct. And the reason I did that, you know, I, I'll tell you how I went through it. I, uh, I Googled Texas Tech basketball stats, and I always like to go to the university's websites instead of going to like ESPN or Fox Sports or whatever. I always feel like they're a little more up-to-date. And I just clicked on the link, and I didn't pay attention. And I'll just be the first one to tell you I don't know a whole lot about Texas Tech basketball. And so I just read it off. And the first link, unfortunately, was to the 2020-2021 season. That's on me. It's not on Robbie. It's not on anybody else. When things go wrong on this podcast, that's my mistake. It's happened twice now in less than a month. We had the Iverson-Molinar thing. 
with my with his three point shooting and now this. And I feel bad about it. Um, and I'm going to tell you right now that it's not going to happen anymore. Uh, I know there's people have been saying that I haven't been working as hard on this podcast as I used to or not doing as much research. You're right. You're right. You know, maybe, maybe for some personal matters in my life. Obviously, I haven't been well, but those are all excuses. If I'm going to sit down and record this podcast, it needs to be the best podcast it can be for you guys. All right. I make myself look bad. I make Robbie look bad. I make the listeners look like fools. I make my sponsors look bad when I make mistakes of that nature. That is a huge and embarrassing mistake. I will not allow that to happen again. I apologize to you guys, the listeners. If you feel like in the past few months, I haven't been delivering the quality of podcasts that I've done in the past. That is my, that's on me. We are going to move forward. And uh, I'm going to make sure that this podcast is the best Mississippi State podcast out there. Apologize to you, Robbie, because I made you look bad through my own mistake. And we're going to try to put that in the past. And hopefully, I will not screw up again. I, I, I know that I will screw up, but hopefully not to that extent. That was a major league mistake and should not have happened, and it did. But we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do better. I'm going to do better going forward. So, again, I'd like to apologize to you guys, the listeners, uh, for what happened on Friday. Well, I apologize as well, and I, I address this on our message board too because uh, two or three different occasions I've sent on our message board uh, people unhappy with um, things that we've said regarding basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I was I was up front with them. I think you and I both are both somewhat separated from men's basketball a little more than the other sports. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's no excuse to not do uh, research on certain things. But I, I'm going to be honest with you, I, I knew absolutely pretty much nothing on Texas Tech. Nothing. I definitely have not watched any Texas Tech basketball. None. And just a, just a heads up on, on that, and this is, again, not an excuse, but it's just kind of where, where we are on this podcast. I was coming in from uh, – we were having a late night. I was coming in from a women's basketball game. I think that night you had had the show that day. There wasn't just a whole lot of time for us to, to really kind of – Dig deep on that. I mean, I, I'm going to disagree with you. There was no time for you, but I had time to do that. I had time and I didn't take it. I well, I, as I, I could have found as I said time. on the board, as I said on the board, you've reiterated here, we're going to do significantly better moving yeah. forward on, on basketball. And yeah. we might not, we might not uh, nail it every time, but, and, and I think, you know, there, there's, it's tough a lot of times whenever you're talking about uh, sports on a podcast and we're basically recording this live because we we do this thing all the way through for the most part. We very rarely make any edits or anything like that. A lot of times something comes up. We might not have something readily available, and we might miss misspeak or something like that. Um, so, you know, I, I realize we're going to be judged a little more harshly than others because we cover this program and we cover the sport, and we should know a lot of things. But – we're not always going to have the the right stats. We're not always going to be spot on with our takes or anything like that. So, um, you know, hope, hopefully we can at least narrow down the major mistakes like Quanzo Martin no longer being a head coach and things like that. Um, I'll never live that one down, but I was duped on, on a tweet. I usually am pretty good about not being duped on those, but I screwed that up. I screwed up the Quanzo Martin thing. You screwed up the Mac McGlung thing. So uh, I think we're even, and we're just going to try to move on here. Well, it's not, I'm not going to try to one-up you in that competition. So, All right, guys, again, my apologies, all right? This podcast is my baby. I've done nearly – I've got to be close to 2,000 of them at this point. 
There's no excuse to be making mistakes like that. It's not going to happen again. One thing we got right on Friday, though, we said that this was an elite defensive team that Mississippi State was about to play in Texas Tech. And it, they, that, that, that showed up on film when you watch this game. Apparently, if you watch the film, you'll be the only one. Ben Howland said he's not going to watch the film. But 22 turnovers for Mississippi State. Uh, Molinar with five. Shaquille Moore with four. Uh, Garrison Brooks with four. I mean, when three of your starters are combining for 13 turnovers, not good. State out-rebounded by seven. Uh, even without Tolu Smith, they, they've been able to win rebounding battles for the most part. They only shoot 39.6% from the field. Texas Tech shoots 62% from the field, 61.7. The state just got embarrassed. 76-50 is the final score. If Ben Hallett doesn't want to talk about this game, Robbie, do you want to accommodate him on that and sort of move forward? Because I think now is the time, and this is something you and I sort of talked about on Saturday with Mississippi State. We called the Kentucky game. We called the uh, Texas Tech game. Big opportunities for Mississippi State. I think the opportunities are over for Mississippi State, and now it's big games. It's time to find wins. It's just the way that this played out that was so frustrating. We we both predicted Mississippi State to lose, I think, by 15 Mm -hmm. or something like that. We knew we 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 pretty much knew they were going to lose to Kentucky and Texas Tech this week. That was mm-hmm. everybody expected Mississippi State to lose this game. Nobody's surprised by that. It's just the way they lost it. It's just an it's just like the Florida game. A lot of people picked State to lose that game, but they were winning in that ball game by seven points midway through the final half and had a chance to close it out and didn't. That this game was not the same in that regard, but you went there and you you were awful. I mean, it was it was it was pitiful. From about the five minute point uh, in the second half in the first half on, it was just really bad. I mean, it, state couldn't score, they couldn't defend, they couldn't do anything right. And, and at least in, at Kentucky, they put up a major fight. This was this absolute this performance absolutely stunk, especially in the second half. I mean, it was just. It, it was, it was quite frankly, it was embarrassing to watch because Mississippi State was never really in that ball game after um, with about five minutes left in, in the first half. They weren't, they weren't even in the game. It wasn't even competitive. So, I mean, in, in year seven under Ben Howland, with the talent that he has, you should not be going somewhere and getting beaten unmercifully like this. I felt like Texas Tech could just about name their score in the second half. Mm-hmm. I mean, they – and listen, they, they played out of their minds. I mean, they, they shot 62% in the game. I mean, what are you, you going to do? I mean, some of this stuff was, was just – you couldn't stop it. But there were some things that Mississippi State could have done much better. And I, I don't want to take anything away from Texas Tech either. They're a tremendous defensive team. A lot of what they did was, contri- was, the, was a major contributing factor to Mississippi State playing the way that it did. But – I mean, it's just, you know, four for 10 for DJ Jeffries. They, they got to get something more from him that he's just, he's been kind of disappointing at this point. And then Garrison Brooks, three for eight for seven points and four rebounds. I mean, th- there's no one stepping up outside of Iverson Molinar, it seems. It, it just doesn't seem like anybody else is really jumping off the page for you. And we're, we're back to square one to where we were watching this team last year when you're saying if DJ Stewart and Iverson Molinar 
aren't playing out of their minds, you're not going to win a ball game. Um, so, I mean, you're not going to go to a place like Texas Tech, turn the ball over 22 times, shoot uh, four for 16 from three-point range and expect to win the game. You're, and you're not even going to be in the ball game. So it, it's just disappointing that things like this are happening uh, for Ben Howland's teams at this stage of his career. Um, and, and you have plenty of talent there to offset uh, a lot of these things, and it's just not showing. I mean, th- this is a really talented Texas Tech team. Uh, I was extremely impressed. This is the first time I've They're seen them play good. this year. Yeah. They are so good. And I, like I said, I don't want to take anything away from them. But state, is, state shouldn't be 26 points worse than Texas right. Tech. Here's where we are with this basketball team. There are 11 games remaining. They're 13 and 7 on, on the season. We're at the point now where we can sort of tell you, I feel like we can tell you, they have to have this record in the final 11 games to, to make the tournament. I think 8 and 3, and you're for sure in. You'd be 21 and 10 with that record. You're in. At, oh, I think yeah, you're in. That- That'd be great. But... Well, I, I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. Seven and four, you're probably in that last four out, last four in, first, you know, buys, whatever discussion, right? That that bottom section of Joe Lenardi's bracketology report at 20 and 11. Six and five, and now you're 19 and 12. You probably need some help. You probably need to win a couple games in in, in the, the SEC tournament to have a chance to be in at six and five. Anything less than that, and you're not going to make it. I, I don't think at 18 and 13, short of winning the SEC tournament, you would get in at that point. No. And the way the schedule is set up, Robbie, you have the, the games are like so divided. And what I mean by that is this five games against South Carolina, Missouri, and Vanderbilt. You really need to go 5-0 and in those games. And, I mean, right now with the way this team plays, I mean, 4-1 and one under normal circumstances, because there's, there's two road games in there, would be fine, but I don't think State can afford a loss there. And then they would have to be 2-3 and three or 1-4 and four in the other six, uh, other, the other, uh, I'm sorry, 1-5 and five in those games. Where they would have to pick out, I think they need to, to be 5-0 and in those games that I just mentioned. South Carolina at home and away, Missouri at home and away, and then uh, Vanderbilt at home. You need to be 5-0 and in those games. And then of this set of games, at Arkansas, Tennessee at home, at LSU, at Alabama, uh, Auburn at home, Texas A&M at Texas A&M. You got to win two games in there. You got yeah. to win two or three games in there. There's a there's a ton of winnable games down the stretch here. It's just you know what 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 is this team going to do? But they have to win a couple of the games where they're going to be underdogs. They they need they really need to win at Arkansas. That would be a I, huge I hate, win. I hate to call that a, a must win, but you've seen them win there over the last few years, so you know that they can. So I, I feel I really feel like that is a very important win because they've made a huge jump in the net over the last few weeks. And that's, that's now a team that's playing pretty well. And I haven't looked at their net. I mean, that's at the very least, it's going to be a quad two. Uh, That's got to be close to a quad one at this point. I haven't looked at their net though. 
So the updated so, the updated net as of and this is updated as of games yesterday. So any games for today obviously have not uh, yet been updated. Arkansas is forty five. So I I I hate that I don't know for sure, but I think isn't a top fifty win on the road a quad one rent win? I think that's correct. I th- I think that's correct as well. Um. Quad one, a home game um, where teams ranked in the top 30 mm-hmm. and uh, one through 75 uh, for away games. So, okay. So then, yeah, that's a quad one win if you can get it. Um, well, and that says, that says RPI, so I don't know. Well, you know, I feel like I feel like we're talking – I feel like the, the net has gotten – to the point where even people who follow the sport are like, I'm not totally sure. But and, and it's just like, you know, state moving state moving down <laughs> for beating Alabama right. and moving up when they lost to At Kentucky, the end of the day, you know, let's just call it what it is. It would be a good win for Mississippi State. It would yeah. be a good win to have on the resume for the Bulldogs. Beating that, Tennessee game, at home would yeah, be that, a big win for Mississippi State. They're 12th in the RPI. LSU you know, I, is... Ten, I'm sorry, in the net. LSU is 13th in the net. Alabama has jumped up to 22nd in the net. What a weird year Alabama is having at 14 and 7. You and I talked about this. They've lost to Mississippi State. They've lost to Missouri. Uh, they've had a. They have another bad conference loss. I can't remember what it is. I'll Georgia. Georgia. And almost got swept by. Almost got swept by, swept Missouri. by Missouri. But they've beaten Gonzaga and Baylor this year. So, and Houston. And Houston. And they beat, I mean, it's just it's, it's wild. So state's um, next four games. When you look at their uh, their net, South Carolina is not good, ninety five. Then Arkansas, like I said just a second ago, sitting at uh, forty five. Then Tennessee is at twelve. LSU is at thirteen. Alabama is at twenty two. So maybe opportunities, and so I use quotation marks there, still exist for Mississippi State, but it's getting to the point where you've got to win games. You, you can't just keep having, you know, quality losses and expect to get into the NCAA tournament. State, by the way, at 48 uh, in, the, in the net rankings as of Sunday. That's a seven-point drop for the Bulldogs uh, from 41. But they're still just hanging around. I mean, we, right. we, I feel like we just beat this into the ground every week, but it, it really is just about Mississippi State just having to win ball games. Mm-hmm down the stretch against good teams uh, they're they're going to ha- they they don't really have a whole lot of wins on their resume that is really exciting and really kind of bolsters um their case right now you've lost to some good teams but w- what does that mean mm-hmm. I mean you just play the teams on your schedule you and you have, you have the win over Bama you don't have losses that look, don't look good anymore Minnesota yeah. not a good loss for Mississippi State Colorado State, you know, from a, a net perspective, they're still good. That's a game you had in the bag and you couldn't hold on. And then, of course, there's the Ole Miss loss. If State had won those three games and was sitting today at 16-4 and four instead of 13-7, and seven, they're comfortably in the tournament. And so, well, is, I, go ahead. I, I, I look at the schedule in this record, and they have State, – State has the same record as the women's team through 20 games. Mm-hmm. 
We're talking about that in just a second. Yeah. I would have never predicted it. Exactly. Preseason. Would have never predicted it. Um, and that's that, that says more about the men's team mm-hmm. in a bad way, I think. Yeah. Than I the agree. women. I agree with that 100%. <sighs> Eight and three, seven and four at worst is what it's going to take for this basketball team to feel confident on selection Sunday that they're going to the NCAA tournament. And that's a scary, that's a scary statement. Uh, it's going to be tough to beat Missouri. Mm-hmm. South Carolina has, has been tough for Mississippi State mm-hmm. at, at times. And you got to go there to, on both of those. You've got to go to the, on the road to both of those, plot, those places. Yeah. I mean, I feel comfortable in saying that they're going to beat Vanderbilt, but you never, you never know. Never know. Uh, South Carolina is playing good basketball right now. They beat Texas A&M yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, Arkansas is playing much better. Tennessee, well. Tennessee's a capable team. LSU's talented. They're not playing mm-hmm. well right now. And it's on the talented. road. I, it's just uh, it, there. There's like one win that I feel really good about. I feel like they're going to beat Missouri at least once. So right. I, I think you got two wins that I feel really, really good about. And then outside of that, you just don't know. I mean, if A and M was coming to Starville, I'd feel good about that game, but. It's just it's a it's a dangerous and this is this is things that we talked about before the season started. They needed to take care of business and non conference. Mm -hmm. Those three losses knew that this was this is this is like Rick Stansberry all over again. Mm -hmm. And those years that he was on the bubble, they'd lose to Ryder or somebody like that, non conference, and you're just shaking your head on on selection Sunday saying if you would just win that ball game. You'd be in good shape. We're going to be doing that with this team. We're going to be saying if you just beat Minnesota, Louisville, these teams that were there, Colorado State especially was there for the taking. Mm-hmm. That was a, that's those a big games, miss. You got a chance, but they didn't do it. Minnesota 87 in the current net, Louisville 121. That's a bad. I mean, that's a bad loss for Mississippi State. You mentioned Missouri. You're saying you know I think State can get one. Missouri is 160 in the net. You can't mm-hmm. lose to them. You have to beat them twice. You have to find a way to beat them twice. Let's go through it real quick. Let's just do a quick prediction here. Uh, just, you, you make the call here. South Carolina Wednesday in Starkville. I, I'm, I think that's going to be a win. Okay. At Arkansas. Uh, I'm going to say loss right now. Okay. Tennessee at home. I think they can win that game because it's at home. Okay. So you'll predict a win? Yeah, right, right. now I'm going to predict a win because the state has prediction. played. State has played pretty well at home. Okay, and, I, and at that point, you think you'll have Tolu back. Uh-huh. I, I, f- I feel okay about that game at LSU. I'm going to say loss right now at Alabama. Loss. All right. So based on your prediction, state would need to win out to go eight and three. Mm. At that point, and that includes beating the, the number one team in the nation, Auburn. Mm. I mean, that's, that's not going to happen. That's where this basketball team is, is they have got to find a way to upset some opponents. The, the two losses you just gave State, LSU, Arkansas, or three losses, LSU, Arkansas, and, and, uh, and Alabama, they have to find a way to win at least one of those games. They yeah, have I mean, to win one of those games. And you might need to steal two of them because – That know, would be huge. You're not going to predict State to beat Auburn. No, no, no. And Texas A&M on the road is going to be tough. It's going to be a tough task for Mississippi State. I think that's the one team we didn't mention their net. What is Texas A&M's net? They've been a real surprise, but they're at um, sixty-five. They, they dropped down from fifty-two. They had, they had a bad. I forget who they lost to this weekend, but they had they, they, they lost to South Carolina. Yeah, that's right. So, which shows you South Carolina. You know, 
It's tough to the SEC is tough. I mean, th- this is a well, tough it's the best conference. basketball conference in the country right now, which is just crazy to think about. But I mean, Ole Miss, Ole Miss is can upset some teams, mm-hmm. um, and they're not going to have a good record before it's all said and done. Vanderbilt, I think, is capable of beating uh, some good teams here and there. Missouri has already shown they can do it. So uh, anybody can just about beat anybody on any given night. It's going to be. It's going to be tough for Mississippi State in these these final these final few weeks of the season. They have to find a way to get to the NCAA tournament. One thing I I, I wanted to talk about, and you and I brought again this one we, we talked about off air. When it comes to football, the local media was correct, right? We had State all at seven and five. You know, some some people said eight and four, but we all thought that this team would be pretty respectable. The national media had State finishing dead last in the West and close to Vanderbilt and maybe not even winning a conference game. It swapped here for basketball. And maybe it just swapped for me. I don't know. I think you were sort of on board with me, though. But I thought that this team was going to be a day one, stay above the bubble in the NCAA tournament, much the same way Howland's only tournament team was, right? That team, the 2019, uh, no, no, the 2018-2019 team was – uh, high enough in the net all year long that, they, that you knew they were going to be like the five or, a five or six seed. I thought this team was going to be like that. The national media said they're going to be a bubble team at best. They were right about basketball. I wonder why the disconnect there. Well, th- there were a few that felt like State could be a dark horse. Um, the, I, I saw several people before the season that thought that this team could be pretty dangerous. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, for the most part, I think people – felt like this team was going to be a bubble team. I think both of us thought this team could be a, a five or six mm-hmm. in the uh, tournament because I thought that this roster was was very similar in a lot of ways to, to that roster that went to the NCAA tournament. But th- it's, it's starting to look more like that team the year after that really kind of faltered and mm-hmm. they, didn't, they didn't hit expectations and we don't know what they would have done because that season ended – but um, it, um, but one thing about that team is that they were top they were top four seed in the SEC. So I you know I don't see this yeah. team doing that. No, but no, for sure. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's uh it's a lot of there's a lot of ground to make up here down the stretch, and they better be a ton better than what they were on Saturday. Two and zero this week, you're in good shape. One and one, you're still okay. Zero and two, and it, it's just about over for your tournament hopes for Mississippi State. We're going to move into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef is what's for dinner. We had great weather. It's a little cold, but sunny and clear all weekend long. I hope you guys are able to cook out this weekend, and I hope you are able to throw some beef on the grill, be it a steak, a brisket, uh, you know, burgers, whatever it is. There's always a great option when beef is involved. It's nutritious. It's delicious. It's good for you. It's good for your family, and it's good for the 15,000 Mississippi beef producers we have in this state. You're supporting your fellow Mississippians every time you buy beef at the grocery store. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. If you're coming to Starkville and you don't have two brothers on your to-do list, I don't think you're actually coming to Starkville. Maybe maybe go somewhere else. I don't know what to tell you because Two Brothers is the top of the chain. It's one of the best restaurants, not only in Starkville, but anywhere I've traveled in the SEC. Whenever I have friends, whenever I have, uh, whenever media people come to town and they reach out to me, they're like, Brian, where should I go eat? I always put two brothers on the top of any list that I send them. 
and it's on my list for you guys as well. Smoked Southern Soul Food in the heart of the Cotton District. That's Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems, they don't make it any easier than their plan for your business. They offer great products, and they give you great service. And a lot of businesses say that, but Advantage Business Systems really means it. They are offering an incredible selection. Every product under the sun that your business needs, a copier, a printer, computer, software, information, mailing systems, they've got it all. And then when the sale's made, it's not here's our 1-800 number or here's our website where you can log on and maybe talk to somebody online. No, it's a, it's a local Mississippi number, and you talk to a local person, and they get you taken care of quickly. That's the kind of service you're talking about, like you're dealing with your next-door neighbor, which is what they are at Advantage Business Systems. They're a Mississippi business just like yours. Call them today and put them to work for you. That number is 601-362-9192, or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. You hit on something uh, while we are talking about the men's team, and that's the women's team having the same record at this point of the season. Again. My, pro- my prognostications for this women's team were way off. Thought they would be well out of the, the, the NCAA tournament hopes. Robbie, as it stands right now, am I, am I crazy for saying that the women might have a better chance of getting in than the men do? Uh, I, think, I think so. I mean, I, I don't think you're crazy, but I, I think that they, they might have a better shot. I mm-hmm. mean, there, there are better opportunities for the men, I think, down the stretch. Um. I just don't know if they're going to be able to to do it, but I'm not I'm not as high on this on this conference as a, as a lot of people. I don't think it's it's terribly difficult outside of three or four teams. Um, and Mississippi State has not had a ton of bad losses. They don't have very many bad losses at all, actually, um, this season, and they've lost to several top 25 teams i think they've been hovering around the 50s in the net so the, i mean the, the men's net is much better but mm-hmm. the women have some chances here to move up and they're on the i think they were in the last four out i believe that's correct um this this past week which they should move up at least a couple of spots if they're not in the last four in or something this week they should move up a little bit a&m actually had a solid net ranking too despite the fact they were one and seven in the sec so that was actually a good win for Mississippi State on Sunday. But, I mean, this team, I, I had no delusions or anything that this team was going to compete for an NCAA tournament. And here they are about midway through the schedule, and they actually are right there on the bubble and, and have a shot if they can play really well. Now, if the Nay Carter is out, that's, that's an issue – um, and that's that's another big hurdle that this team has to has to uh, jump over. But man, I mean, I just th- this has been so impressive to watch this team. And I, they're they're just thirteen and seven, and that it doesn't look all that impressive to to a person on the outside. Thirteen seven, four and four in the league. That's not all that impressive until you start to really peel away the layers here and look at what Doug Novak's been dealing with go back to the fact that he was hired and like two weeks after being hired, he's promoted to head coach uh, because the coach has to step down and you're getting to, you didn't, you didn't even know the players. Nobody knew who you were. You're trying to, to kind of install things that you want to install. And you got like two weeks until the season starts. Good luck. Then you have two transfers. Then you have COVID hit. Then you have your top score transferring out. 
it's just been an amazing job so far by Doug Novak to hold everything together and keep this program from completely imploding from within in front of God and everyone else. The fact that he's held this thing together and they're playing their best basketball right now when things really are as tough as they've been all year is is so impressive. 78 to 58 is the final score from the hump. Uh, Mississippi State takes down Texas A&M. Another incredible shooting night for the Bulldogs. Uh, 57% from the floor, 64% from three. Uh, Katarian Thompson has become something that, I mean, this is a person who didn't play. She's a, a girl who did not play that much. These last two games, she's been on fire. Um, Jaquela Jordan is eight of nine from the field in this game, and they go with nine rebounds. And again, both of these dominant wins have come without Rakia Jackson. I don't want to harp on this too much, Robbie, but it really does appear to be a case of addition by subtraction. I know you say you don't want to say that, but I don't see there's any way around it. Yeah, and they they're there's there's no doubt they're playing better, and you know they they did play better teams in the losses that they've had, uh, especially in, in conference play. Uh, you know, you lost with Rakia, you lost to Ole Miss, South Carolina, Georgia, and uh, Arkansas, all better teams than any of the teams that they've beaten. But it's just you, you can open your eyes and see the play on the court and tell a difference. The the biggest thing to me is the offense. The defense is is better as well, but the offense, the way they move the ball, the way they run motion, it's just really impressive. They don't have a a legit big on the floor, but they can still um, really disrupt the defense of what they're doing right now. Um, the way they're moving the basketball is really difficult to defend. Players are late getting there to shot. Every three-pointer that they shoot, for the most part, is a really good look. And that that's why you're seeing those numbers jump right now, the three-point shooting. You're seeing those numbers jump because they're good looks. They're, it's, just, it's, it's just much better looks than what they were getting. They were hoisting up bad shots because teams were just sitting back in the zone, letting them shoot these shots, and um, there wasn't any kind of ball movement. Now you've got some motion. You got girls moving. You got players driving and kicking and making that extra pass. And you're finding shooters like Katarian Thompson and Aislinn Hayes, who are two of your best shooters. That's kind of their special Great name. Yes. So um, you know, I I just I think this team looks worlds better than than what they have at any point. Yeah, and you know, Danae Carter went down in the ball game with an apparent knee injury. It, it did look serious, but I don't have any details to really speculate on what it is yet. But you know, if she's out, that's going to make things increasingly more difficult because this is a team that feeds off of her energy. She she's not scoring very many points right now, but she's. If you watched her on Sunday against Roby, the the big girl for Texas A and M, and and she was. She had the significant size advantage. She disrupted that that girl in the post. I mean, she was not able to get any clean shots uh, on the goal. She wasn't able to to really clean up rebounds. Danae was a problem down there, and that's that's going to be difficult to overcome if she's out. But I'm not going to count this team out. You know, Doug Novak has found ways to make this work so far, and if this team can get to seven or eight SEC wins. I feel like they're going to be in the mix for the yeah. NCAA tournament. 
And that will beg the big question. That's sort of where we are now. Doug Novak, is he, is he going to do enough to get this job on a permanent basis? I, my answer to that would be yes. I, I think that he is, he is wor- even at this moment in time, would be, be worthy of at least trying out to see what, what happens there. Because I, I, I don't know that State's going to go the route of trying to pay somebody $2 million plus to bring in a big-name coach. It feels like the team has rallied around Novak a little bit. I, I say give him give him some uh, some 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 slack and see what happens. Absolutely, you know I've heard rumblings that they're not going to go that direction, but uh, I really think that if that's John Cohen's thoughts, he's got to at least give the guy a couple of interviews. I mean, I, I just. There's something about him. I, I get, you know, the way I get that he hasn't proven a whole lot on this level. We don't know what he's going to do in recruiting, really. I don't know what his plan is. But man, I, I can't imagine any worse circumstances for a person to be under than what he's been under right now. Hmm. And he's just, uh, he's, he's finding a way. I, I don't know how he's doing it, but these players are playing hard for him. His system is is very good. Um, in a lot of ways, I like this offense more than a lot of what Vic Schaefer was running mm-hmm. in Mississippi State with the dribble drive and all that. I mean, this is a this is a more exciting. This is this offense is actually more akin to that one that Rashonda Johnson and Blair Schaefer, Tierra McCowan, Victoria Vivians. Mm-hmm. That group was running when they went to the national championship that second time. That was the best offense that I've seen. Uh, at Mississippi State and it probably ever. And this one doesn't have near the personnel, and they're pretty exciting. I, I just I like the way that this team's playing right now. And I feel like Doug Novak is pushing himself into the spotlight here. And I, I feel like it would be a disservice to not at least really consider him. Yeah. And he's he's got some chances here. We talked about the men's opportunities. He's got uh, Missouri again. Mm-hmm. They're 44 in the net. You have a chance to beat them twice, mm-hmm. and that's two top 50 wins. Mm-hmm. Texas A&M, you got a, t- you got a uh, top 45 win today. Mm-hmm. And then you got Ole Miss. Uh, they're 28th in the net. Arkansas coming up again. They're 24th. LSU is 23rd, and Tennessee's 7th. Mm-hmm. Those are a lot of opportunities there, and their net's going to go up when they play those teams too. But, mm-hmm. you know, if, if they beat Ole Miss – and they beat Arkansas. They come back and beat them. They beat Missouri. I mean, you're talking about a team that's that's in position now. Yeah. And there there's some there's some very winnable games here down the stretch with uh, um, Auburn next week. Florida's been playing really well, but you know that's a game that I think State can win. Mm-hmm. Kentucky has not been good at all. That's a game they can win on the road. Mm-hmm. There's some opportunity there. State's next three at Auburn. Which I, I think you told me the other night, Auburn, they got their first conference win of the year. It was over Tennessee, but it's their first win. Florida, and then lost and then lost to Vanderbilt today. Yeah. Florida, you said has been sort of up and down this year. Yeah, that they're they've been playing well. Uh, they lost today to South Carolina, I think. And it yeah. it wasn't it wasn't that bad. They lost by eight points to South, or twelve points to South Carolina. That game's in Starkville. Those are winnable games. And then you have this game against Ole Miss on the thirteenth at three o'clock. I mean, I don't know about like a potential crowd because that is Super Bowl Sunday, unfortunately. But, you know, there was a lot of talk this offseason about, 
know, the men are going to be much better and the women are, are not. And, you know, maybe this will get the attendance back to the men. If it could end up going the other way here, you could yeah. end up having seen some big, big crowds. What was the crowd like today at the home? It was decent. It wasn't a big crowd. There, there wasn't very many students there, but the thing bigger about crowd it than is, a, men, a men's game outside of Ole Miss. Um, that may be about the same. Okay. Um, but the thing about it is, these these people just love when you play hard. Mm-hmm. If, if you if you're playing hard and you're being and you're you know flying on the floor to get balls, and I'm not saying the men don't do that. I'm I'm talking strictly about the women. They're going to come to these games um, if you're playing hard and and you need to win these games too. That's important. But playing hard, winning games, uh, you're going to get people to come to those. Yeah. Um, and I think I think people see this team and they see a lot of what they saw when Vic Schaefer was starting to really get this get his team his program rolling. Yeah. Um, this team is nowhere near where it was, but I think they look at this and they see what what brought fans to to the stands, you know, like that, uh, that initially that NIT year. Yes. Where they they lost in what the 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 quarterfinals, I think. Yes. Or you know, also, they were South starting Florida, to build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that you had like the end of uh, Martha Allwall's tenure at Mississippi State, but that was like the first year where Morgan William and and uh and, and Dominique Dillingham and, and Chinway Corey were, were starting to you know build their legacy at Mississippi State. So we'll see. We'll see if this is the start of I don't think it's gonna be the same. I don't think it's gonna be like the Vic Schaefer era, but I think it can be a successful era for Mississippi State women's basketball if they continue to play like this. One one thing about it is that it gets loud in there. Uh, because they do enjoy what they're seeing, hard-nosed defense, yeah. steals and scores, three-point shots. That it, it gets, it's, it's there's a lot more gusto behind the fans that are there. So it might not be a big crowd, but it's loud because they really appreciate it. But I think you know if, if they go to Auburn and win that game, and they come back, you know, the next week, I think they got a chance mm-hmm. to see some big crowds with Florida and Ole Miss. Yeah, I think I misspoke there. Morgan William, a, a year, uh, she was in yes, the same Mor- class with Dominic Morgan Williams. Mor- Morgan Williams, um, the Victoria. Her first, class, their first, cl- their first year, they went to the NCAA tournament. I couldn't even get through one show without making a mistake. But That's at least fine. I caught it. At least I caught it. All right, you corrected yourself. Yeah. <sighs> I want to talk some football tomorrow, but I'm not sure what angle I want to take on that just yet. So we're going to try to figure that out. I had I had an idea. I need to know if Tom Brady's actually going to retire for a show. I need, I need to know that. If he's going to retire, I got a show idea. If not, we'll figure it out. Uh, guys, have a great uh, Monday, and Robbie and I will be back with you on Tuesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.